Welcome to the Uphead. Fuck, fuck, fuck! (laughs) God damn it, Cortland. You fucked me. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, his his five fucked me up. (laughs) He said, and five. (laughs) I'm not editing this out. Just go. All right, fuck it. Welcome to the Up and Over podcast, where our bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling, where everything's a work and their opinions don't even matter. Introducing first, sitting in his living room that looks like a guest bedroom, <laughs> the one, the only, Casey El Gordo Gringo. Hi. Making his way into the podcast, channeling his inner Eddie Guerrero when looking at his brand new baby daughter, screaming, I'm your poppy. This is Courtney! Hello! <laughs> and your current curator, the one, the only, living in the hellhole known as South Carolina, this is Big Money Mike! <laughs> he got so excited he clipped his own mic! Yeah. Holy shit! Oh man! <laughs> Oh, I'm sweating, fellas. This is being recorded on uh, Tuesday um, because, you know, Thanksgiving festivities. Tuesday, November 23rd. Yep, yep. Um, So that is why we're missing uh, Sir Ethan. Uh, Should I fucking introduce them? I don't have anything written down for The two missing (laughs) proponents to the podcast. Firstly, the Cadillac Cowboy. (laughs) The man that frames anything in his hands. We miss Sir Ethan Lucas, <laughs> and the other, his tag team partner, the man that walks into the room when we're recording and we're live, saying words <laughs> that I can't say. We miss one, Patty Mills. <laughs> uh... So last episode never happened. This is officially the last episode of the podcast ever. Oh, this is bad. This is not good. Anyways, (laughs) we don't have a couple people on the podcast this week. Because of the holidays, they will be deeply missed. Today we are covering Backlash 2003. I truly think I speak for both of them, right? And saying that uh, they're not missing out on the greatest pay-per-view. They ain't missing out on shit. They... Well, I think we'll they saw. I think they figured out what pot, like what app, like what paper we were doing. And they were like, "Let's line this one up." My schedules is not going to line up. Let's um, line this one up. I at least wanted to cover two things that had happened this week in wrestling. We're not going to talk about last week. It didn't happen. It got deleted. Um, first and foremost, thanks, Casey's PC. Actually, it was just me. Let's be honest. I deleted it on accident. <laughs> Um, first of all, Scotty Tuhati announced that he gr- was granting his release from NXT and basically mm-hmm. was like, it be- it became less about a passion and more about a paycheck. And he was like, I'm not cool with that. So therefore I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. I mean, good for him though. Right. With all the yeah. changes that NXT has like made recently going to NXT 2.0, mm-hmm. um, I think the writing's probably on the wall for a lot of those old heads, even, like, your producers, you know what I mean? Well, it almost kind of sounded like the way he wrote it was just, like, he got really 
like complacent and probably like without saying a lot was probably really frustrated with some of the decisions that they were going for and was just like i don't want to just fucking be here to clock in clock out every day like he was a trainer for like what like five five years yeah and you guys think that shit definitely does something to your morale whenever you've trained how many people and all these people that you busted your ass and busted your own blood and sweat for end up getting released in no time and it feels like all that effort was for nothing for not yeah you know because you don't see them get the success where you're at so you can't enjoy it with them could you imagine seeing all these people for like years on end and then have your boss fire impact wrestling's roster worth of people in like two days (laughs) like it's fucking insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty insane, really. Like, that sounds funny, haha, right? But, like, it, that's a whole lot like, of people losing their jobs. It's like the only way, like, yeah. you can even talk about it is to kind of chuckle because of the insanity of it. But then it's like, yeah, when you really break it down, it's like you've got, like, multiple, like, couples moved to NXT and they both got fired within, like, days or weeks of each other. So it's like an entire household's out of income. Like, it's just fucking nuts. So, yeah, I can only imagine after a while he was like, I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the point of me sitting yeah. here and helping these people? Like, And is it is he going to be an isolated situation or is it going to be, like, the first domino that falls with some people leaving? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to tell the test of time. You know, either he's a big pillar for that company and there's a lot of people that rely on him. And it will show a domino effect, or it's just going to be one of those people that stands out, but then it goes back into being quiet and pushed under the rug. After a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. But uh, something that is probably not going to fizzle out is Seth Rollins got attacked by a fan. And uh, don't do that (laughs) shit. Don't. Don't. It's funny. Dude. It's fucked up. So it's. But his reasoning... So, okay. It's funny overall. Because, like, first of all, like, you're an absolute insane human to even think it was smart for you to hop over a guardrail and try to attack a fucking grown-ass man live on television. The fact that he was able to get out of jail the next day, like, just Mm -hmm. out on bail, seems kind of impressive. Um, Seems like it was a little too low of a bail. Um... But, like, the stuff that's come out in the last 24 hours, both his reasoning and then, like, some speculation that came out has been interesting. So some of the speculation that came out was that apparently, and, like, this is all allegedly because, like, no one's been able to confirm any of it. But, like, people had scoured the internet and found screenshots that, like, the dude was in conversation with, like, a like a catfished Seth Rollins account and had been, like, trying to do, like, some business dealings with him. Not and with no, 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 like, no, like, like I mean, like, some, like, it's, like, it's all bad, and it happened a couple of years ago. Like, it was, like, in, like, 2019 when this all started. Yeah. So there's, like, a mm-hmm. lot going on, but then... <sighs> he comes out of... He comes out of jail today... And I have it screenshot because I didn't want to get it wrong. And quote, good morning, guys. I'm out. 
that was me in WWE. I was booked from Goldberg and Vince McMahon, and I jumped over the barricade because I told M- Vince McMahon I had personal beef with Colby Lopez. Colby Lopez? <laughs> this man, I'm only, I'm only assuming he's referring to Vince McMahon, pronouns pal, um, did not tell Colby I was going to be there. And there was personal beef between me and Colby, and he knows what he's done. So as they related to the tribal chief and a tribal chief cousin, and then he comments Royal Fatu's Instagram handle. He's like, I did what I had to do. And then I shit you not, he quotes, I did it for Rikishi. I did it for the rock. <laughs> That's the only part that's funny to me. Because like it's dude, hilarious. You're gonna, like Pat said, I sent it to him uh before I sent it to the group. And the first thing he said, he was like, dude, I mean, fuck this guy for doing it, but like also doing it and then going online and keeping kayfabe. I did it. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. <laughs> even, even, even like ringside news was just like the motherfucker quotes a like 20 year old promo oh, <laughs> I did so for good. the rock the the second funniest thing besides the fact that he quotes that is a uh, Chavo Guerrero goes on <laughs> he, he goes on to Twitter and once again uh her Chavo Guerrero goes. Remember when wrestlers were tougher than the fans? Ah, the good old days. Yeah, there's some people mad about that tweet. I am not one of them. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I... I'll give Seth I mean, the benefit of the doubt. He had no idea this motherfucker was booking ass. That guy <laughs> ran full he goddamn got... clip. He ran. Exactly. He ran a four four forty. Like tackled this motherfucker like a football player. <laughs> Waterboy yeah, style. And with no time at all, uh, Seth was able to roll over Colby, whoever. Colby Lopez. Colby Lopez. Okay, hold on. How uh, are you going to break Kayfabe? Like, How are you going like, to break Kayfabe and then keep Kayfabe at the same time by <laughs> dropping his actual name? But then like you're like, I, I was booked by Goldberg and Vince McMahon. Yeah, but like, what was I saying? Um, Seth immediately got him and like almost got him in a full guillotine in like mm-hmm. two seconds and rolled. Oh yeah, no, um, he, and then he rolled and kicked him in the face. The ref. And then yeah. this ref just fucking <laughs> people <laughs> underestimate that shit. <laughs> he just smashed into him. I was like, why isn't that man a wrestler? Jesus, well, he's got a better side tackle than Keith Lee. Most of the yeah, this, most this, of the refs are sitting at about six feet tall. Yeah, this husky piece of dog shit in AEW when it was Jericho MJF, like fucking Justin Roberts grabs this son of a bitch with one hand and just yeets his ass off the fucking stage. Shout out Justin Roberts. I just want to know whatever shoes that guy had, because I've always kind of assumed that like the entrance area was kind of slippery because of like all the LED panels, and he He cut that corner without (laughs) a problem. Full clip around that corner and tackled a grown man. Like it was. Uh, what else is on the docket for the week? Is that it? Is Kenny that Omega uh, relinquished the AAA uh, championship yeah. because of the injuries, and uh, we didn't get that because uh, I don't know what happened to last week's episode there. Um, but Kenny, I didn't do it. 
we wish you well. I know Cortland's not the biggest fan, but losing somebody the stature of Kenny Omega yeah, is not huge. good for wrestling in general, right? So, uh, And like I said last week, and I want to reiterate, sure. just because I'm not the biggest Kenny fan doesn't mean that I don't want him to get healthy and do the best for himself and do the best for the people that he's facing in the ring. Like I've said before, last thing you want to do is hurt yourself even worse, much, much worse hurt somebody else because you don't want to hurt anybody either. So yeah. take care of yourself and get back to doing five-star matches. Fucking Soon, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> I right, remember well. you're like, I'm going to say something kind of nice. And then you're like, I'm going to refrain from saying something mean. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cut myself off, brother. <laughs> well, All right. well, well I guess ready to jump into Backlash 2003. Yeah. Held on uh, April 27th, 2003. Brought to you by Gastrol GTX. Hell yeah! And you don't want sludge, brother. <laughs> and uh, I believe we're at the, uh, what, how do you the say Worcester, it? The Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Worcester Massachusetts. Worcester. Yes, sir. The attendance of 10,000, the buy rate of 345,000 pay-per-views. And it's just on the heels of WrestleMania. And this is the fifth backlash pay-per-view for the company. And this event reportedly grossed 450,000 at opening gate. So uh, that's pretty wild. And the highlights for this opener is just the Rock and Goldberg. You don't get any flashes of any other teams or anything like that. It's just Goldberg's 170-something, 173. No, 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 right? no. Um, this wasn't just a promo package for Goldberg and the Rock. There was no, one it's the thing whole said pay-per-view. The, there was one thing said it's in the, the entire Rock. thing, right? It yeah. was that the Rock said, I've done it all, and Goldberg's done nothing on repeat. 50 fucking times. <laughs> Can we also just talk about how, so like I have this, the standard background of backlash, like the actual graphic of it. But if you actually look up like the actual cover that you would have gotten, like on a DVD or VHS or any of those, it looks like a Kurt angle memorial. Cause it's fucking team angle. And then in the oh, yeah. background is like a, like kind of like blurred out angle. <laughs> it's just Sheldon Benjamin fucking Charlie Haas standing there. And then it's like Kurt angles, like watching over them. Like he's fucking Mufasa. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is this funny. This had to have been a promo picture taken before the injury, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it has to be right yeah. because it's funny when you're like, you literally like that's the cover. I think even like on Peacock, that's the photo, like yeah. of the thumbnail for the pay per view. But then the entire pro- promo package is just "fuck you, Goldberg." Like, <laughs> yeah, what a what a doozy of a fucking night, bro, <sighs> fellas. This is uh, that's fine. Uh, Remedy by Cold. Plays us into the arena. Um, again, pretty telling of the time. Jonathan Coachman and Jerry Lawler welcome us. Then we get passed to Michael Cole and Taz as we jump into our first match, Cortland. Oh, God. What is our first match? It is the first team match. angle versus yep. – uh, oh, God, I didn't have it even written Los down. Guerrero. Los, Los Guerreros. Los Guerreros. WWE Sorry. Tag Team Championships. That's the SmackDown Championships that we're looking at here. Yes, sir. And it's 15 minutes and three seconds, just shy of 15. And uh, they come out looking badass, Los Guerreros, that is. Um, but uh, quick roll-ups and takeovers are for the start of this match. This is a tag team specialist fans match. 
in my opinion. Uh, we see a lot of team angle control. Eddie for majority of the match. Chavo is on fire with a hot tag that the crowd enjoyed, surprisingly. Um, Eddie does an illegal frog splash in this match, causing Shelton to get involved while Chavo attempts a cover. But Shelton pulls Chavo's feet, making the save for his team. Eddie attempts to get the better of Benjamin outside, but lands himself on the wrong side of the steel steps. And Haas reverses a back suplex near the ropes, letting Shelton hold down Chavo's legs, causing the three count. And just before we go any further in this match, me running through that doesn't take away from how badass this match is. Um, Like, I always enjoy tag matches, especially when a team can really work it, uh, splitting the ring in half. Um, This just goes on our now weekly statement of Team Angle. If they would have been around today, man... We really are talking about potentially one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um, if not the greatest, right? Yeah, because, dude, it's just unbelievable, the chemistry they had with everybody in the ring. And they were able to jump in with just anyone and make anything magic. But, I mean, you got them and Chavo and Eddie. And Chavo at this time, I was heavily behind Chavo. He looked fucking awesome dude um he was really coming into his own really enjoying being at wwe finally it felt like um like even early in the match you have eddie that's selling like wanting to uh get the early advantage but you have chavo just throwing themselves up on the ropes and him just laying across it and just being an asshole like that's when chavo's at his best it's good you know um the post match however is pretty funny because team angle came out with a portrait of Kurt Angle. And this portrait is fucking awesome. And uh, <laughs> it sits outside of the ring, right at the ramp, uh, after, during and after the match. Uh, they have they set it up, and uh, it's really cool that uh, Eddie assists Chavo with a dive, I believe, over the top, or it might have been it reversed. Over, it was over, yeah. Uh, over the top. And uh, they crash and they land, breaking the uh, the portrait. Mess up the portrait, yep. Mess up the portrait. And uh, I just love that. The little shit that they were able to do and really keeping Angle important even when he's not there. Because, uh, I mean, it's obvious that this man is. Because somebody else I would have rather had on this. Instead, we got Brock Lesnar and John Cena. Um, we're not about to shit talk that match. That was like the second batch match on this fucking card. I know, but... It was. It's, it's hard. Uh, oh, we skipped over something. Sunday Night Heat, which oh, I yeah, just want to yeah. point out me uh, shitting on uh, Scott Steiner oh. for uh, last month. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, Relegated to Sunday Night Heat. In a two-minute and 28-second match against Rico. Yeah, fucking bad. Nice. Um, have to, jump, to jump on the tag team match, though... Um, Shelton Benjamin hasn't even been like a professional wrestler for three years at this point. Mm-hmm. That's insane mm-hmm. to think how good he is in such a short period of time. Um, I love the back and forth in this. Uh, and then I just have another pay-per-view, another fucking great match from uh, Team Angle or World's Greatest Tag Team and Los Guerreros. Um, the finish to me was unique um, with Shelton cutting, cutting Chavo's legs out from underneath him. A mid back suplex allowing Charlie to pick up the three count. That was uh, that became have... like a like a not a staple, but like they definitely like started to utilize that more. Yeah, like sure. even just on like SmackDowns, and even if it wasn't an actual three count, like 
they like that was like the first time I think that they really did it and like they kept doing it and I was like I like that and it's, it's grown a, from there it's, it's grown good. from there you see tag teams uh, like during roll ups now you see them jumping in the ring and using their feet for leverage to help their opponent mm-hmm. or their teammate um, right. and that's really cool man I love little spots like that mm-hmm. yep I had uh, the last thing I had on the match was all for Kurt baby yeah and also uh, the Guerrero steal the championships as they literally. run out literally um, steal them. Yeah, they, uh, they steal them. Um, and they run away with them, even though Charlie Haas and Shelton got the W. Uh, we get Eddie jumping in uh, one of his whips that are just badass. Is um, this, like, the first time we actually see, like, we really start getting, like, Eddie the with the lowriders? And then... Maybe. Yeah, like, I know, because, like, I know when he was doing, like, his thing with China, like, they would, like, be, like, in the parking lot type of a thing, and they would get yeah. out of one, but I think, like, this is actually, like, the first time, and then thus going forward, I think we actually start getting Los Guerreros in the Lowrider for their entrances. Like, I think they started, the, they solely, because everyone loved it, they were like, it's fucking great, like. Yeah, where'd, where'd y'all go on this match? Um, Casey. Um... So I went three and a quarter. Hmm. I I mean I like it's <laughs> it's a four it's a four for you. I mean, you like, I, I mean like I I'm not even saying like it probably could have gone higher in my brain when I watched this like that's just what I gave it like off the top of my head. Um, I did a little bit of research for this match, and I don't know if you guys knew this, um, but did you know that the Guerreros lie, cheat, and steal? Because uh, Taz and Michael Cole made sure you knew about 75 times in this fucking match. <laughs> Every other thing, it was like, oh, it's a nice suplex by Charlie Haas. Fucking the Guerrero's lie, cheat, and steal. And I was like, okay, we we get it. Mm. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, it was a good match. I, I loved uh, the amount of isolation that they did on Eddie to give Chavo the, the hot tag and the... the cheer for that because he needed it man he really I, did i love the amount of just fake tags that eddie did where he would just and then would yeah. get out and like he would and then he would clap himself back in again like he would constantly do it <laughs> i was like it's funny because like you have like the clear like everyone wants los Guerreros to win everyone wants team angle to lose but then like they're both doing kind of heel shit because like no no babyface team is gonna do like fucking. That's like that's a heel thing. So it's like it's funny yeah. to watch that happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, three and a quarter. That's what I gave it, Mike. All right, Mike. What'd you give it? I went three and three quarters. Um, I enjoyed the match a lot. I thought it was a great match. Um, <laughs> it was really really entertaining, and for me, it was the best match on the card. Crazy that you open up with that fucking match because uh, nothing really even came close to it. Mm. I gave it three and a half. No, see, we're all fucking right there. It's fine. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Oh, was I, was a, like, really I thought I fucked up and went too low. <laughs> yeah, it's great opener. Uh, but next up, we get something that's not so great. We get a Tess and Tori segment in the back where Tori asks Tess to stop calling her and leave her alone. And Tori says oh. that Stacy is her best friend. Tess says she sees the pics. He sees the pics in Playboy. He knows that she wants a thousand words. Those pictures are telling me that you want me. You want me. Yeah, dude, I could not write it. Fucking gross. (laughs) I couldn't write it. 
I wasn't even gonna say it. I, I want to give mind. a special um, shout out to the cameraman who had a creepily behind yeah, a he's forklift. Yeah, like thrust and bike he's like, he's like, I'm getting all this good shit for you, Vince. But then he pans, and it's in the middle of a hallway. Like, it's in the middle of a hallway, and he like, like before they inevitably do like the kiss part, he like fucking. Out of like he's like I'm, ha, ha, I'm here, <laughs> and then it, <laughs> then it ends with the creepiest fucking sable just standing in a doorway like I watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, awful, man. God, it's so bad. Um, so Tess does a uh, land a kiss on her. She hates forces it. She tries kiss. to slap him. Yeah, uh, forces, dude. Oh man, I hate. Don't her. do it, boys. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Great oh. job, Test, you piece of dog shit. <laughs> Jeez. God. Anyways. Uh, this was fucking uh, creepy. And uh, the only other awful. thing that I have written is that Test looks high as a motherfucker in this segment. Because he, he looks probably had to be to do this. Gone. <laughs> he got into Jeff Hardy's stash. <laughs> That's it. Got into drugged up Jeff. We got drugged up Test. Like it's. Oh, God. Well, next we've got Roddy Piper coming out. He came out uh, with a big pop with a wicker basket of coconuts. What the fuck? He's got he a lovely here? bunch of coconuts. I'm fucking upset that you said that. Oh he man, he fucking this says it. I know, and that's why I'm upset that you said he, it. He he <laughs> he comes out and he introduces Sean O'Hare as the new Millennium Wrestler. Yeah. To which yeah. he then comes out to the worst goddamn entrance song. For yeah. someone who like, Just saying, I, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. Because I have it. Sean O'Hare himself looks impressive at the time, like he. But he's like a big dude. Like I don't know about the weird leather raincoat he's wearing, but oh, like dude, he looked he, like he was from Blade Two. It's fucking <laughs> sick. I know he should come out to techno music, but like he's coming out. He's supposed to be with Piper. Like Piper's supposed to be helping this guy because like clearly like Vince wants him to be something he never became and then it's like you have him coming out to like fucking track two on on create your wrestler and it's like good shit you didn't Go scroll wrestle. far enough to find the hidden gem you just picked the shittiest like you were like the first one's not good and then the second one was a rock it was like rock track one you're like fucking that song best one hell yeah and then he wrestles rikishi go ahead Cortland. Well, Rikishi rushes in, the match starts rather fast after a cat-and-mouse game outside. And uh, O'Hare controls the pace, which is boring as shit. And uh, Piper comes in with a coconut while O'Hare and Rikishi land simultaneous super kick and a roundhouse kick. Piper in again, but Rikishi hits him with coconut for Snuka. Fucking woo, murder. And O'Hare lands his finisher. And uh, that's it. Four minutes, 52 seconds, a solid star, no more, no less. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read exactly what I have. This, I wrote you exactly what I have. <laughs> this wasn't very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> O'Hare was poised to be the next breakout guy, and Lord knows they tried helping him get there. Uh, the crowd was more invested in whatever the hell was going on in the crowd rather than the match itself. I guess the big payoff was finally seeing Piper get what he had coming to him as Rikishi cracks him with a coconut, then throws up the super pose. Old Jimmy Snooka, what a killer. 
O'Hare off the distraction hits Rikishi with the prophecy for the pinfall victory. I gave it a star and a quarter. Mm. Mm. So I had also wrote something happened very early on in in the match in the crowd. I don't know what the fuck it was, but you saw just about every single person get up and then turn to the fucking side. And they're like, we don't give a shit about what's happening in this match. Because I think a fight broke out or something because they lost their fucking minds. There's booze and cheers. I don't know. Yes, I don't know. It just it was like fucking like the Royal Rumble and like someone a surprise entrance pop. It was fucking insane. Like I I went back to be like, did I miss something? Because like sometimes I'll catch it. Or like I'll hear something, but like they were just like, nope, fuck this match, and they went over. This um, was this was SmackDown, right? So like Cole and Taz are on the call. We went back to back SmackDown matches, and but they even made that, a comment at the moment. They're like, oh, must be must be O'Hare's or uh, Roddy Piper's antics. I'm like, no, motherfucker, they're over <laughs> there. Like they're all the way over there. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. so noticeable that they could not not comment on it, but they were like yeah. trying to play it off that like Piper was doing something, and it's like. They're not even, like, it's not even the same side that he's on right now that's making this noise. Um, yeah. I don't know if any of you caught this, but I did. Oh, here we go. The first stink face attempt, Michael Cole made a flavor saver reference about Sean O'Hare's facial hair. <laughs> he's like, it's a good thing he's got that mustache and goatee. And even Taz is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, this is not, this is not, this is not good. <laughs> we can almost single-handedly blame Michael Cole and Taz's commentary at this time for fucking promos for the next 20 years. Great I job, cocksuckers. Will, I, I never thought I would say this because a couple of pay-per-views ago, I had said that Cole, or that uh, Coach and King was a bad combination, but like, holy shit, they are miles ahead of whatever the fuck is you going on. You sure about on. that, dude? Because we're only a few They're matches not away great. from They're Jerry not Lawler. great. They're, it's not much better, but like, they were in shambles the whole fucking night. Taz was... Taz was not even in the building, basically. Like, his brain was fucking elsewhere. And it was bad. Um, This match was bad. I did not care for Piper being there at all. I did not care about the coconuts. I didn't care about the stupid fucking spot that's 20 years too old and no one gives a shit about. It looked fucking good, though. That was the best part of the match. I Yeah, unfortunately, but like also just like... You're supposed to be helping a talent. You have someone who's... You have Piper who's been there for forever. You have Rikishi who's been there for fucking ever. You're supposed to be trying to help... Sean O'Hare and neither one of you fuckers did that. Like, yeah. nope. I, I, yeah, I, I guess star. Yeah, when, I guess. When, Rikishi, <laughs> when Rikishi looks better than the guy that you're trying to put over, it's a bad day. Cortland, what is that koozie that you have? Just uh, it's the Steve Austin Stone Cold. That's what I thought. I, that's what I thought I saw. Okay, just yeah. got to make sure in my brain I, I was checking out right. Yeah. Moving forward. But yeah, this, this, yeah, star is well deserved. Star. If you could All right. Well, uh, moving to forward, be a match, that was that match. It fucking sucked. Well, moving forward, I wish we could skip over this too. But Sable approaches Stacy and tells her Tori isn't her friend. I just want to just put on. Why there. not? Yeah. Why, why not? Because um, she tells Stacy that Test and Tori kissed earlier, 
And then she bailed on the fucking conversation in the middle of catering. She was like, okay, bye. I just wanted to note that uh, because it wasn't catering and like normally you're like wrestlers and catering, it should be somewhat decent food. Uh, Celery sticks and tomatoes. she She had two cherry tomatoes and one broccoli tree. On was her what it was? Tiny plate, and then she drops it, and I'm like, "That's." No, I think <laughs> my favorite wasteful. part of this, my favorite part of this little segment is they're right next to the table with that guy that was serving, uh, Stacy, right? And then Sable goes, "Can we like go over here?" And they take a single step. Don't step. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That want... guy's gonna keep it regardless, I, y'all. I like... don't. I don't really want my personal business being aired out there. So can we just go? Okay, better. All right, we're far <laughs> enough. Audibly popped at that. It was funny as fuck. All right, we get more backstage shit here. We get a uh, RBD and Kane uh, thing. It's not really a promo. It just kind of sucks. It's painful. Uh, RBD says that he doesn't like that Chief Morley has made himself the special guest referee on Sunday Night Heat for their World Tag Team title match. And... Uh, Kane says something that's very painful, like to the he's, like punishing, I should say. He's, you know, he's, yeah. just like, he's I like, I don't want to lose the titles. I'm enjoying being announced as the tag team champions. Yeah, team champions. And Kane like, says, half, well, yeah. yeah, Kane says, if we're going down, we're taking them all down with us. Oh, come on, Rod. Glad like, to talk. <laughs> the only thing I have written down here, it finally dawned on me. I, every time I see Rob Van Dam ever. I'm like, what does he remind me of? Y'all ready for it? The live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. He's a fucking real-life Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That's him. It blew my fucking mind. I audibly laughed at that, too. <laughs> fuck Rob. I love Rob Bandit. I'm going to say fuck Bandit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he just got married. Yeah. Like, I think, to like, the, the, to, the to, 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 is it Katie Forbes or whatever her name is? I, I don't want to, uh-huh. I don't know. Kate Ford, I whatever. I don't know. But like they just got like Katie married Forbes, like, yeah, yeah, wow. like, oh, last weekend or the weekend prior. Yeah. So kudos to them. But that dude has right. been stoned for the last 35 years. I'm shocked that he even yeah. knows how to function, truly. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't know how to function without it. Well, my man looks like he's living the best life. So I want him to keep living it up. Uh, we get welcomed back by King and Coach here. And they welcome down the Dudleys for this World Tag Team match with Kane and RVD. Uh, the match starts above a pounding on RVD early in this match as a is a beat up RVD fest for like the most part. Uh, match really kicks in with a cane hot tag and RVD involves himself and Devon gets a draping neckbreaker on him. Looks great. Throw on the turnbuckle, reversing a monkey flip from RVD, which is pretty sick spot. <laughs> um, Chief Morley low blows Kane during a choke slam attempt to Bubba. Kane kicks out of a surprise for, for the crowd. RBD ducks a choke slam from Val. Clothesline, sorry. Definitely a clothesline from Val. Which I noticed in this match, there's like fucking 40 some odd clotheslines. It's just like constant, dude. Um, we get Lance Storm run in, and they said it's the first time he's been back since uh, three weeks, and they used it like. This crazy guy, he's been gone forever. Right. Yeah, wow, he's back. It's just because William Regal almost fucking died, literally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, 
a landstorm run in that catches Devon with a shoulder block, uh, Bubba Bomb for his troubles, 3D on Chief Morley, Val Venus, uh, Kane big booted Devon, choke slammed to Bubba, an RVD with a beautiful five star, um, and that is a wrap up. Um, yeah. Bubba yeah. beat the I shit out of RVD say- in the beginning. He yeah, I don't want to say that uh, this is a bad match. I enjoy this match for the most part. It's way better than I remembered it being. It's um, fine. I'd want to give, slightly, I want to give some props to Chief Morley. I mean, you're a decent referee. So, yeah. okay. You were just in bad spots on camera. Okay. Like... <laughs> I, I'm going to take the floor on this one. First of Gone all, Morley. first of all, Landstorm takes the, the fucking just perfect bubble bomb. Like, he's like Eight feet in the fucking air before he lands on his ass. It was great. You have a segment before the match talking about how we're worried that Chief Morley's the referee. Chief Morley's yeah. clearly, even if you like, even if anyone listening to this like has never hasn't seen any of it leading up, like clearly he's been trying for weeks to get the belts off of Kane and RVD. He clearly wants the fucking that wants the Dudleys to win. He is, for the most part, the most unbiased referee the entire That's what time. I'll say. A besides, referee. besides him literally doing the <laughs> low blow, even his yeah. after his low blow, it is the most standard two count. Not even a fast two. <laughs> it is a solid two count before he kicked. I'm like, I was like. It was the one thing that like really irritated me about the match was like you have the entire all of the commentating in this match was when is he going to screw them? When is he going to screw them? And then he just basically fucking doesn't. He ends up taking a bump to like he almost sets himself up every time he goes to pin. He's like getting there fast, and he's like, oh, hold on, one. Like even no, that's a fucking a shot. There was, two, there was two. even a like, couple of times <laughs> where like Coach and King were like. They were like, that was honestly kind of a generous two count. <laughs> they were, they were some, yeah. it, like, it takes you out of the match because you're just like, I, I'm waiting for them to get fucked over. And he's like, nope, I just graduated referee school. I'm calling this down the fucking middle. Like, he needed, <laughs> like, there is plenty of fucked up refs in the back to be like, this is how you get it done. Like, don't Nick worry. Nick Patrick's out there. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, I got to talk to you for like two minutes about how to be a shitty referee. And he's like, don't worry, I got you, kid. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Uh, um, but it's a good match. I, uh, I believe I, I gave say, this Corbin. match three and a quarter. Woo! Surprised me. Jesus. I actually liked this match. Um, I ah. know it's high. I know it's high. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so take take the take the last part of yours, and then change your three to a two, and then you've got my rating because two, two and, and a quarter. quarter. Yeah, it's, it wasn't like the worst fucking match in the world, but also just like those like little nitpicky things. It just was like, eh. yeah, well, here's my thing: is that there wasn't any really bad spots in the match. Everyone was always there where they were supposed to be. It told the story that it was supposed to. And you still left with Kane and RBD as your champions, which everyone wanted. And you got to see Chief Morley catch a 3D, even though that was the team that you thought he was going to be cheering for at the end of the night. And we all got a surprise at the end, and I'm not going to, you know. I just wish that it could have been, you know, given less time i think it could have told its story a little faster but i mean it's 
it's hard to have a fast match with Kane. Because, <laughs> like, he's not fat. Fast and Kane do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? So, like, I you thought... gotta go the Kane pace. But, uh, you know, I, I like the match, Kane... you know? I thought Kane filled his role really well. Yeah. But. You know what they didn't do is they didn't fuck with his mask. This match just did nothing nothing for me. I watched this match back and I was like, wow, waiting for it. All right, it's over. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) it just felt like it didn't really get get its legs to it. Um, I did. It was 13 minutes long, though. Yeah, it's long as fuck. I did pop because they kept talking about the potential dissension between Devon and Bubba, right? Mm-hmm. And Devon, like, Bubba gets hit with the clothes on, boom, right? Takes the big bump, he goes out, whatever. Devon and Chief Morley start fighting. And then out of nowhere, Chief Morley just grabs Bubba and beats the shit out of him. And it's like, there was supposed to be tension here, and you fucking ruined it, you dickhead. So fuck <laughs> Chief Morley, fuck Sean Morley, fuck him. I think that was what I missed in, uh, from my notes. I was like, it was a combination of the, having... The constant talk about is, but like, like Devon's not fucking happy with the situation we're in, and then Chief Morley's gonna fuck over Rob Van Dam and Kane, and like neither one of those really fucking happened. So I'm just like, what was the point of us talking about all of it? Yeah, it just felt like a lot of wasted time. Um, I I don't know if I said what I went. I went two and a half. Um, it was fine. I didn't hate yeah. it, but I didn't love it. Super forgetful. It is quite forgetful. Well, something else that is not forgetful. Uh, next up, we get Stacy and Tori throwing down in the locker room, and uh, King screams, "Pull her top!" And that's pretty much. <laughs> I don't know how I, I missed that. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> My only note is just another Tori and Stacy segment. It was like in all caps, like we're really yeah, doing this now. Stacy walks up. And says, "You got something to tell me or some shit like that." And then I know, Tor- I know, or I know. And then Tori's oh. like, "Oh, you know, I'm Thank so God. Oh my yeah. God. They're, so they're in- and she's like, "You kiss," and she was like, "He kissed me," and she's like, "You bitch, fucking." And then I was like, so, okay. okay, so so if no, so because we were tortured in watching this, and oh, okay. I'm hoping no, honestly. If if you're listening, just listen to us. You don't need to watch it. It's fine. No, um, it's fucking bad. To paint the picture, they, <laughs> are, they are in the women's locker room. So there's other, all the other female wrestlers are around them. And when they start the fight, you've got them kind of split between like, they want to break Eels it up and other thing. The fu- I missed it, like in my notes, because I was just irritated that we had to watch this. But Victoria is in the background pushing people, basically just be like, let them work it out. Like she's just like, <laughs> yeah, she literally, if you watch her, she mouths like, let them fight. <laughs> insane. I think I was probably laughing at that when Shout fucking King, when what King's like, ass. pull her top off. So, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We're not even done with that segment yet, so no. just move on to move on to the next one. Yeah. Well, next up is a way better situation. It's for the women's championship match. It's Jazz with Teddy Long versus Trish Stratus. And this match is just shy of six minutes, five minutes and fifty seconds. And Teddy grabs the mic and guarantees Jazz victory. Jazz says, believe that the bitch is back. And, and the, the bitch, bitch is, is black. black. Yeah, yeah. And that shit is tough as fuck. Um, good shit. Good shit. 
Uh, we get a face-to-face that starts it off, and uh, Jazz powers on display early. And Jazz exposes the middle turnbuckle, causing the ref not to count. A backslide pin by Trish, and Jazz catches Trish's leg in the corner, applies a badass half Boston crab, which uh, looked fucking devastating because she just falls hard as hell. Um, Trish reverses a pin attempt into a full Boston crab of her own before transitioning into a mean STF that uh, I thought was really cool. Her leg was fucking up there. Um, it was a long ass Jazz pushing the rope for a break. Um, there's a great chick kick here that I that looked fucking devastating to me. Uh, versus a back suplex lands on lands to satisfaction, but Teddy breaks the count with his shoe, which I think is fucking awesome. Um, Teddy Long throws in his shoe, breaks it up, and the ref looks at him. He points at this random fat dude in the front row. <laughs> he was like, is that motherfucker right <laughs> Wasn't me playing just like that. Is that motherfucker right there? <laughs> I'm going to make him go one-on-one with the Undertaker. <laughs> well, that shit's great, man. Uh, Trish Stratus throws it back, but uh, Trish attempts another Stratisfaction, but Jazz sits on Trish and holds the rope for the three count. I enjoyed this match, uh, surprisingly, a lot more than the WrestleMania Triple Threat, um, even though I do obviously love Victoria, as I just said. Uh, I just felt like it gave them a little bit more room for Jazz to shine so that way she can uh, really see what she can do on the main stage. I really wish it could have gone maybe another minute longer, um, just a shy minute. And I think it could have done something even cooler. I gave it two and a half stars. Um, I wanted to go a little bit higher, but uh, I feel like I got made fun of. But, you know, as a solid woman, you certainly would have. Um, I thought I mean, it was for good. this era, it's definitely a solid yeah. women's match. It was a great match. Uh, Trish did a really good job of selling her ribs, even on the walkout. Like she was like doing the finger mm-hmm. pump, yep. kind of grabbing her ribs. Good shit. Um, Theodore Long, not Teddy Long at this point. Theodore, Theodore, you're right. Theodore Long throwing his shoe at Trish made me die. <laughs> it's funny. It, as it wasn't just a toss. He fucking <laughs> quarterbacked this bitch. He threw it like a football going 45 yards. He launched this shit. It hits her and you see her eyes go, what the fuck was that? Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was good shit. Um, I went one and three quarters on the match. I thought it was just a... It was... <sighs> I... You went what? I'm sorry? One, one and three, three quarters. quarters. Okay, okay. When he threw the shoe, I immediately couldn't give it a two. No, not even for the shoe throw. Couldn't give it a fucking two. Not even wanted to. I'll change it for the shoe toss. Right to a two star. There we go. We're live, pal. Fuck it. When he threw the shoe, though, my brain immediately thought of Austin Powers being like, "Who throws the shoe?" Honestly, honestly, he's like that. Yeah, she was like, what the fuck, dude? And then they had him selling it being like, that, that guy. That guy. Well, that, it was that fucking Even the fans right were just like, bruh. <laughs> you fucking whiff that shit. And like, this motherfucker's obviously standing there, and like, they get like the wide shot, and he has one shoe on, white side. Fucking awesome. Also, like, uh, obviously, Trish is like the favorite going in the match. Everyone loves her, and like, you have the clear as day heel, and Jazz didn't get booed really. She just got like the most smattering applause from like twenty people, just like 
Like it was yeah, like they, it was like ah whatever I'll get even like, even like when they're like stealing cares. the win you would think that she would get like booed but everyone just didn't give a fuck at that point they're like we just watched Stacy and fucking Tori again like we don't yeah, care fact, bad placement bad it, yeah placement. I gave um, it two and a quarter um, oh wow I shit on this apparently sorry fellas whoopsies <laughs> I just I mean like yeah it's like it it was fine like honestly like. Without Theodore being there, like I pop every time I see him. I love the little man. <laughs> Theodore. I literally wrote Teddy Long player is the first thing I wrote in my notes because <laughs> I forgot Theodore. he was our manager for a minute. But oh, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> Theodore, fuck off. Well, uh, next we get Sean Booker and. Nash in the back. That's Sean Michaels, Booker T, and Kevin Nash. Tur, tur. And Nash says to make sure to leave Triple H for him. And Hell yeah. That's, uh, that's about it for that. And then next said up, it wasn't his first Rodeo, which I, I fucking hate the way that you yeah, pronounce it. I, hate, I hated you. that. I wrote. Um, but next up, I wish we could skip because uh, it's attempted murder. I need, uh, hold on. I need, just I literally need what Casey wrote about that. I, just, I, was, like, I was like, Booker, Big Daddy Cool, HBK segment, and I was like, insert Kevin Nash tearing quad joke. <laughs> I was like, is this a match that he tears his quad? No. But I feel like no, this, is, this is the anomaly where he doesn't. You know what I mean? That's how often it felt like he was fucked up. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. Like... I haven't written Kevin Calf. <laughs> this, okay. So the next match. All three of us, or at least two of us, I don't know about, I can't I can't say for certain with Corlin, but me and Mike I at messaged least. the group chat in real time. I see I see Ray come up, boom, through for his entrance, and I'm like, oh, this is the one! Like, I was just like, he dies here! When, when, the match is happening, and I'm like, why does this match feel, like, because, like, it's Big Show versus Ray Mysterio, I can give a Yeah, I was gonna say, let's announce ass, that, right? I can give a rat's ass about this match, but the whole time the match is going on, I'm like, this seems really familiar. I don't know why. And then what Y'all happens happens. I need a refill. Go ahead. You're fine. What, what ends up happening in the match happens, and I went, oh. Oh, yeah. That happened. Um, Can we talk about how the build for this match so, was literally Mysterio bullying Big Show? So basically, <laughs> for a couple of weeks, they, yes, they have I- little segments where it's like Big Show tripped because of Ray and like. Big Show tripped again because he's a big clumsy man and Ray Mysterio's big so and tiny. stupid, like, dumb as fuck. And it's just like it's just Big Show getting more and more bad, like mad because he's like clumsy and falls a bunch. Um, so like th- the worst fucking reason for a match to happen is like I tripped over some stairs and everyone laughed at me. <sighs> I will say, I forgot how. Like, you forget sometimes how small Rey Mysterio is until he is in a ring alone with fucking Big Show. And you're like, oh my god, that's a fucking child. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you were gone, I just mentioned how the build for the match was literally Rey Mysterio bullying Big Show. Uh, It is shocking Yeah, how this build was shown in that promo video. I was like, Mm -hmm. something ain't right here. Like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Ray Mysterio <laughs> is a bully confirmed. The first time that they show him fall, he gets six one nine around the fucking turnbuckle. Boom, he gets hit. And he's like, 
<laughs> like it just fucking takes for <laughs> just fucking falling in slow motion, waving in the fucking wind. And uh, I don't know. Structurally, the match was a squash match. Ray got all his offense in quickly. He had a trifecta of six one nines on Big Show. He got caught in air while attempting his West Coast pop, and Big Show choked Slay Mysterio from the heavens for the three. Yep. You want to tell what happens after that? Oh, I will. What'd you go on that one, Cortland? (laughs) (laughs) I gave it. I I gave it a star for the match, but I give the segment afterwards (laughs) negative one star. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, (laughs) Collectively, I didn't hate the match. You enjoyed this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You enjoyed (sighs) this more than you enjoyed Jazz and Trish Stratus match. No, 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 no. You're, <laughs> like, you're, you're not there. Yet. Let's calm down a little bit, buddy. Yeah. It, it was one of those ones where it's like you just show it's like, it's like, because the whole match is still like, you're playing the cat and mouse. You've got big shows trying to grab a little tiny Ray, and like Ray's actually gotten some spots on him. And it's like, actually, it's like, oh, fuck, is he actually going to win this match? And it's like, nope. You get chokeslam from fucking 15 feet in the fucking air straight onto your fucking head, basically. Um, and it sounded bad too. Like when he yeah. landed, I was like, "Like fucking." <laughs> it sounded like somebody we, died. We we then get to cut to um, another installment of shit. Michael Cole says, "After that backbreaker, those Carolina blue trunks may be a different color." And then you had Taz go, "Carolina blue." That's all he said. He, I know. It's, Michael Cole's literally like, he's got a flavor saver in, in the, in the, earlier, and now he's like, Ray Mysterio just shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then dumbass, once again, Taz, is, is his brain is still in like Philadelphia yeah, at this like, point. And he's like, he just oh, it fuck is Carolina Blue? Like, <laughs> blue. Um, after the match, I gave it, uh, Casey, what, what, what'd you give it for? Let's tackle that. Including including what happens, we're we're gonna give it a star and three quarters. I went one and a half on this. Um, then EMTs come to the ring to stabilize Mysterio's neck after getting squashed like a fucking bug. They load him onto a like uh, a a back brace for a stretcher, and they strap him in. And here comes Big Show again. He grabs Ray on that backboard and just swings like fucking Barry Bonds or <laughs> Mark McGuire against the ring post and then just drops Ray, who you hell was expecting to be popped. Fully <laughs> strapped into a fucking back, <laughs> back stretcher, swings him like a fucking baseball bat and then drops him so he lands on his fucking on his face. face. On his face. I, once again... Yeah, and as soon as, as soon as he lands, it's like... He tries to get one arm out as he knows he's coming. Yeah, like, and, he's like, Oof, and then he lands and he grabs his face. He's like, oh, this hurts. Yeah, he's he on the ground. He grabs his face like, he, he's dropped. And he's like, I can't breathe that. He's like, I can't breathe right now. We're like, yeah, no shit. He just fucking imploded yeah. your lungs from the back. <laughs> Once again, the crowd I, did go fucking crazy for it. Yeah, because no one's ever seen a grown man use <laughs> another gr- another man like a fucking baseball bat and just fucking. <laughs> 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 I, in my notes, because once again, I had forgotten that this was the match, in all caps, I went, oh yeah, this is when he uses Ray like a baseball bat. Attempted murder happens. 
<laughs> well, next up. Shit. I would watch uh, that a hundred times over before I watched God. Tori Wilson, Dawn Marie got so <laughs> fucking nastiest spot. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, next we get uh, Triple H, Ric Flair, and Chris Jericho promo. Jericho says that uh, the greatest team in the world has been assembled, and Triple H even calls Jericho king of the world, which I actually found pretty surprising that they have ever said good things about each other on television. Nice little ever. rub there, too, for Jericho, truly. Definitely. Um, and that's uh, it for that. Next week, get What uh, the, the fuck is Chris Jericho's facial hair in this? Can we talk about it real quick? It looks oh, like no, shit. <laughs> looks like shit. It looks like he sat in a dark room with just fucking... UV lights on, like fucking night, you know, like glow in the dark lights, and drugged out Jeff comes in and fucking shaves his facial hair for. Him. It looks I'm gonna splash some. I'm gonna splash gonna some splash. paint on you. And, and this is how he's splashing it on him. He's just fucking. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it straight, was fucking atrocious. He just has like a so straight bad. handlebar mustache, doesn't he? Just like that's it. But it's like it's like patchier than my piece of shit facial hair. It was like. And then it just stops, like, under his chin. And I'm it's like... Almost, it's almost like Triple H saw that and was like, I could do that better. Okay. I could do it better. Go and ahead, then... Cortland, sorry for interrupting you there, bud. You're good. Um, we get Tori and Stacy <laughs> again. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> so... I will say in this one, however, I will say that Tori throws Stacy into this, like, like a tool cart thing, right? Yeah. And there's a, there's like this bit. I don't really know what's Like a in rubber it, made, like a, like, a fucking plastic yeah, like rubber made storage bin, yeah. Plummets! It just, just fucking falls right on her end, and you know she's not ready for it. No. She just hits like, oh no! <laughs> like, straight fucking down. She just goes straight down. She's like, hey, take this fucking <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, we get a uh, we get ham cubes coming back for the first time since he surprisingly made it to the pay per view. Cubes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Steiner. yeah, we get we get the Steiner, and then he picks up he picks her up, and then yeah. Tess is he like, "What are you up. doing with my?" I forgot what that led to and I was like this is not not, not good. good we're gonna see all. it in mere mere weeks fuck off buckle up buckaroo fuck off. this sucks this is the beginning of the end Fuck next, right off. next we God get the the doctors in with the doctor of thugonomics. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Against the Brock Lesnar for the what now? United States Championship? The, the WWE uh, Championship? WWE I, Championship? I, 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 Don't do this to me. <laughs> this was another great promo package for a big match. Um, this was like the first one I felt like they hit on all all night. Um. John Cena comes out in Yankees gear, going full heel in Massachusetts. Um, he also from had this Massachusetts, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also had this fucking skull cap on, which made him look like an SSX tricky character. Um, it's 2003, yeah. man. It was in. I don't it know. It was fucking good shit. Uh, he says um, some shit about uh, 
we're cellmates and you just dropped the soap or some shit like that. And the, yeah, and the promo build-up for it, good, good <laughs> yeah. shit. Loved it. Um, yeah, they do a tournament recap in the promo and uh says he beat Eddie, beat Taker, he beat Chris Benoit in this tournament. Uh, it's a pretty cool pack with, package. I liked it. Um, Brock Lesnar is bandaged up from the belt shot he took uh, that past week um, from Cena. And uh, we get a face-to-face -face started off, but Brock gets a double backbreaker and a fallaway slam. Um, straight out of, like, here comes the pain in the video game. This motherfucker pressed circle left and the perfect move has, has, has fucking, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that is like, they literally took that from it. Um, it's fucking crazy. Um, there's fast suplexes here, and there's a badass gator roll from Brock that uh, we really don't see a lot anymore. I love a uh, good head takedown, and then just someone just rolling around the mat and make you a bitch real quick. There's nothing cooler than that uh, a lot of times in wrestling, especially when a face does it. It's a little different um, because like Brock's the face here, am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. You know, but people are starting uh, to get behind Cena. You have some let's go Cena. Yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like this is one of the first times that Brock's like looking around and being like, "Oh shit, I'm starting to get booed again." You know, um. So it is pretty interesting, but uh, Brock gets reopened uh, after a reversed Irish whip on the outside. Um. The mat mic I noticed during this match is loud as fuck. Even the referee's count, it sounded like the mat mic was super high. You're like, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, it was loud. Uh, Cena's working the head of Brock, and Cena chants are strong. Cena low blows Brock, but a kickout occurs. Cena does a leap over neck breaker, which I loved when his ass used to do those. Um, Ref stops Cena from using the chain, allowing Brock Lesnar to land the F5. And uh, we get Brock kind of just chilling for like five seconds before he makes the cover. No big deal. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what, what did that go? That match went 15 minutes, 14 seconds. And Mike, what did you give it? Oh, man. Um, firstly, it, it got violent because they spilled to the outside. Lesnar bled early, yeah. right? But it seemed like as we got into the stretch of the match, like the, the good shit, that they were on two different pages. Like there was a lot of weird shit where like there was like Irish whips into the corner that yeah. they weren't hitting. It just like it looked like they were just off on, on certain spots. Um, overall, I didn't hate the match. The finish was a little wonky, especially like we talked about it with like on WrestleMania, right, with Triple H and uh, Booker T. But like taking forever to pin just – kind of sucks for me i went two and three yeah. quarters i thought it was the second um but it did nothing for me really a another forgettable match yeah it's just kind of crazy to see brock selling like this i'm like i it's... know that we're going through like this era where he really was selling but i mean him selling like that for john cena you wouldn't see his ass doing that in 2013 2015 you know um so him doing it here is pretty cool to look back on and like the How respect he that he was. had for everybody and, like, the yeah. way that he would just land certain things, mannerisms. Um, he really gets it, man. And, like, people just don't give Brock Lesnar the credit sometimes. Like, this man gets pro wrestling. I, he really understands the psychology and how to work a ring and work a crowd. And I think 
within five minutes, most matches of Brock's, he can he knows the role that the audience wants him to play. And he adapts and he plays that shit perfectly. I mean, there's yeah. no one else that I would want to come from uh you know, that side of how are the words I'm trying to say? Um, I know there's pro wrestling guy before jumping to UFC, but like there's a lot of times where there's dudes that come from the NFL that are just complete fucking assholes Dog and shit, believe yeah. that they're like bigger and better than life itself and that there's fucking always green pastures on the other side. Um, and I'm glad that we don't see that from Brock, especially in these early years. I mean, until he meets Goldberg and then it's like full fuck you. But like, I get that. Um, but I, I gave this match three stars. Not bad. No. Casey. So to kind of kind of bounce off what you were saying, Carlin, I think the reason why people don't always necessarily give Brock the credit is because they look at it from post-UFC coming back, Lesnar, and they kind of forget about this era. Like, I had... It was really weird to watch this match and then remember his SummerSlam match with Cena where he suplexes him fucking 17 times and like that's the whole match. Like it's weird to see like where we were to what we became. It's a massive contrast. Like style. And like to go with like what you're also saying like I I feel like he did know that he was like hot shit but for yeah for whatever reason at the time like Besides literally Kurt, no one could actually literally fucking out-wrestle him. Yeah, you're fine. Um, I I was really excited to see the pyro from when Brock jumped up onto the ring apron. I, it's nice. Like the first time we've gotten it. I was right? like, well, the first time. I was like, yeah, it's here. Because like, he always comes out, and then he would jump up, and you're like... Where's the pyro? Like, I need I'm it. missing it. It's fucking I'm great. Especially it. at that time, because he would, like, grab that rope and, like, lean back a little bit. And you're like, oh, this dude's yep. fucking just rotary. Um, This match did get a little sloppy at a couple spots. I do think that you, like, what you were saying, Mike, was right. Like, there's, there was some kind of weird disconnect that happened in that match. And, like, it took them, like, they were there. And they fucked things up. And then, like, they were trying to get their footing again. Um. I didn't think it was like honestly I, I do agree it's the second best match on the fucking card. Um I gave it three three stars. A gentleman's three. A gentleman's like. three. I cause yeah, there's like parts that I wanted to pick apart about it, but also I'm just like I don't really know what was happening that caused yeah, that and- weird kind of like, there was like I had even wrote down, I was like, it got kind of fucking sloppy, like for a little bit, but I was like at least they were able to kind of like piece it back together so it wasn't a sloppy finish or anything. It was just kind of weird. Um right. It was all right, though. Um, and then we... Oh, Lord. Then we move forward after that match. Um, With another... I'm just... <laughs> no more Stacy and Tori at this point. Thank fuck we're past that, right? We jump into our six-man tag, um, which was Shawn Michaels, Kevin Ash, and Booker T. There goes Cortland. Um, versus Triple H, Chris Jericho. He took a bump Rick off Flair. the top rope. Took, took a bump. He hit. He got chokeslammed by Big Show. Um <laughs> This match, uh, this match was okay. Uh, it just <sighs> felt everywhere from bell to bell. Uh, and dude, they fucking hammered home Kevin Nash getting his hands on on Triple H. God. And then when he finally does, and he's getting ready to jackknife powerbomb him through the table on the outside, 
He doesn't do it. Like, it's cut and dry, man. It's right in front of you. You do what the fuck you got to do. But, of course, they, they're protecting Triple H through this time. Um, the highlight of this was <laughs> Jonathan Coachman says uh, he, he calls Kevin Nash Big Daddy. <laughs> he doesn't call him Big Daddy Cool. He just calls him, and there's Big Daddy. <laughs> Uh, the low light of this match, the, the <sighs> shitty part, racist Jerry Lawler as soon as uh, Booker T's in the ring. He, he's talking yep. a lot of shit about Booker T, and then at one point, Coachman says, and Triple H is fired up, and then uh, Jerry Lawler says, don't talk about firing things up around Booker T, and I was just like, oh my god. Okay. How did you... So, uh, who... Okay. Had, where, this was on what? TN... Uh, like, uh, T, what, what fucking... What, what channel is this on at this point? Were they on TNT or were they on USA at the time? Because they, they it was what, what was they, it TBS? Or no, TBS? I think they were on TNN or TNN. Is that what it was? TNN. 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 That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. TNN. Who the fuck is okay with Jerry Lawler saying this? No one. No one is. So like, Why is you again, I want to preface. I had said that they were much better <laughs> up until this match. <laughs> they were much better a commentating team than than Cole and Taz. Is that truly the WWE doesn't care and no. they still show that they don't give a shit because we're not the first ones to continuously go back and talk about all the shit he said. They don't give a shit. This man is still opening up the pre-shows for every single pay-per-view and they're calling him like the best ever. Like, fuck that guy. And if you think that that dude's the best ever, then fuck you too. That's just how I feel about that shit. What's still, fuck that guy. What's still more fucked up is that he kept at it. When like, yeah. with and granted, this is not with the same commentator as WrestleMania, but you yeah, now have dude, a black commentator it, next to you, and he's he nervous laughing. He just everything. kept poking at Coach to be like, "How do you feel about it, huh? Huh?" And <laughs> even like, even Coach is like, "Will you stop?" <laughs> like he literally says that. He's like, "Will you stop it?" Like he's like at one, like he's way more professional than Jr. than uh yeah than Jr. was about it. But like it got to a point where even he was like, "Shut the fuck up, dude!" Like we get it. You don't I mean, yeah, like. And this is even this is even watered down in comparison to how fucking awful he was at WrestleMania because, because it didn't make uh. sense for the match. We had no, already gotten past all that, and now it's like it's like three dudes that hate three other fucking dudes, and y'all are gonna fucking wrestle. Like, and you know, one of them was black. Like, that's what it was. Like, yeah. that's what it was, man. Am I wrong, Casey? No. Am I wrong? Yeah. That's just what it was. I just wasn't expecting. <laughs> Speaking of other injustices to uh, to Booker T, what the fuck happened to his theme song? Oh, it, they it, they own it, don't do they not? And it's just like this. Ah, it was fucking. There was it was the one I, once again. I know I am like the the fucking biggest harper of people's theme songs, but like it wasn't his song. It wasn't "Can You Dig It." Like it wasn't that song. It was I don't know if it was just like the Peacock version of it that had it fucked up or what, but it wasn't the same song. It was just some regular generic his ass song. wasn't on his hand. Mo no, like he, nothing was because like he can't. I bad. honestly think I have, like I literally think it wasn't the same song because he comes out and it's like the pyro does go off, but it's at a weird point because it's not with the song, and he's even kind of like, "I guess I'm here, everybody, and it's fine." Like, what are we? What are we doing? 
I, I, well, oh God, <laughs> this fucking match, dude. <laughs> it's rough, man. Um, Portland, what'd you go? Well, on? essentially, did you already say the finish? Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, the assassination essentially happens. Uh, Triple H takes the opportunity while the ref is down and strikes Nash with that damn sledgehammer. And that's the three count after a pedigree and another. Oh, he doesn't even land a pedigree. Just hits the sledgehammer, tosses it out, looks around for a second, covers him, and then a solid, like, another four or five seconds pass before a ref jumps in, then pins him, and then Nash lays there still for, like, another ten seconds just laying there. But what's really cool about this, though, is the little shit, because Triple H gets out of the ring, he walks around, and he chills, and he waits for until he knows a camera is on him, and he throws the evidence of the sledgehammer back under the ring. And then he leaves. And it's a little shit like that. That's like, damn, man. Because you didn't have to. And the amount of matches that we've seen someone use a chair or a belt. And, like, the pinfall happens when the chair is still obviously right there. The right? ref lays on right it to do there. the count. <laughs> like, you're hitting the chair with your count. <laughs> you know? One, let um, me move this out of the way. Two. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that doesn't happen here, which I'm I'm really thankful for. I'm glad that it's the little shit. Like, even after the match, even though it doesn't matter anymore, you still throwing it under the ring. It's the little shit that matters to me. So, like, that shit was really cool. Um, I believe this match goes a solid 17 minutes, Too 51 long. seconds. It's long as fuck. Too long. It's very long. Um, a shout-out to Jericho, as always. You know, just fucking looking great, per usual. Um... Sean and Rick do a lot of work against each other in this match, which I was surprised with. I thought that was going to be very much the Jericho and Sean, uh, them working their asses off while Kevin Nash does two spots and Triple H just plays chicken shit all night. Um, I just thought that Rick was just going to take his typical back body drop, the one off the top, get a figure four in. Um but before we move away from this match, speaking of figure fours, there's a really cool spot that uh, Rick gets Sean in the figure four. And Jericho is standing there telling him to tap. And when he does it, Jericho lands a lion saw while he's still in it the figure four. Good. And good. he flew for And that it shit looked too. badass, man. And they everyone sold it because immediately Rick broke out of it. Even though he didn't touch Rick's legs, Rick still sold it like fuck. Because if you would have landed on their legs, that shit would have hurted a lot <laughs> for all three people. That shit would have sucked. Um, but I enjoyed this match. I'm not going to say that's my favorite six-man tag team match of all fucking time because uh, it's obviously not. Um, it's weird. It feels like it should be on Raw. But yeah. I gave it three stars. Casey? HBK. Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak yeah. Kid, took the worst fucking pedigree I've ever seen in my entire life. It was ugly as dog shit. He doesn't leave. His feet do not leave the ground. He basically yeah. is bent over. Triple H pops up. He just stands up, basically, and then falls straight back down. I was like, that was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. I said it out loud when I watched it. I was like, Jesus Christ, Vince McMahon takes a better fucking pedigree than that. <laughs> I was like, what uh, the fuck, Joe? Well, yeah, I was, like, I was like, God damn, Sean. Like, this isn't Hulk Hogan. He can sell a little bit. Like, <laughs> um, 
Honestly, what yeah. What you read, Mark? Uh, Casey, would you go? Um, I gave it two and three quarters. It just felt like, yeah, it felt like it was. I, I'm giving it a gentleman's two and three quarters because I'm like, yeah, the, some of the people in there, like, yeah, you've got the lion salt spot. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly, yeah, it felt like it should have just been on a raw. Like it, it just felt yeah. like let's get all these guys in, let's get everyone to try to get their shit in, and let's call it a day. He is yeah, reading his like notes because he gave it a one. <laughs> I'm not reading my notes. I was looking to see if I could find a different video of like what where Booker T's entrance is maybe not dubbed over. It doesn't exist apparently. No, it's literally the song. Because like even he seems confused. Like that like, was definitely a song. dub over. That's definitely a dub over for it's, sure. Yeah. Um I went two and a quarter. Uh but the rating I actually said two and a quarter, I guess. <laughs> a begrudging well, two and a quarter. <laughs> It just wasn't I mean, good. It's a little stuff for me because, like, yeah. obviously, there's not a whole lot of people that are tag team specialists in this match. There's, they're sure. not. Uh, yeah. But you have someone like Jericho. You have someone like Chris Jer. Or sorry, Chris Jericho and Ric Flair. Um, and like, there's a little spot in this match where Sean and Rick are like tied up in a collar and elbow near Rick's corner, and Sean turns and Jer- or uh, Rick just takes a flat back straight to the ground, but he has. Sean's leg. He wrapped up ties up his, his legs ankle. with his legs. It's good shit. Perfect. And it's yeah. just like, oh, like, damn, dude, when and do you see that back shit? The tag. Yeah. Yeah, and he, it's just, it's <laughs> he a like, little shit. Can I get me, please? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's fucking awesome, man. Just little yeah. shit like that for yeah. me in tag matches just always get me. You know I me, man. I love, I love that shit. I remember thinking, like, at this time, like, damn, Ric Flair's old. Right now, Sting wrestled in May, mm-hmm. 10 years older than what Ric Flair was at this point. Think about that. What? <laughs> Sting looks all aw- Yeah, just, I, I was like, I'm curious. Like, I wonder if he's the same age. Because I remember thinking like, damn, Ric Flair's probably dying soon. Like, way back when. You know what I mean? But, like, he, he was only old. 52. Ric Flair was only old in fucking 1985, dude. Like, oh, man. He's going to have to get one of these. He's fuck, yeah, he's got to get a pacemaker, buddy. He's almost out of this son of a bitch. Um, moving forward, it's Michael bitch ass. It's, it's, not a, it's not a loser leaves town. Not just a loser gets a pacemaker. A match. loser. Yeah, we literally uh, we literally pay for a headstone piece of <laughs> shit. Uh-huh. Moving forward, it's not a, a buried alive match. It's just a buried match, <laughs> a literal funeral match. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, I almost did it, Man. boys. I almost blacked out. We got it. <laughs> Moving forward, while uh, while everybody regains there. Michael Cole's bitch ass doesn't give us an update on Rey Mysterio's condition, but says that he's been transported to a trauma center and that his vitals are good. They quote they, unquote literally have it written down. Yeah. Thanks, dick face. That's what I have. They, they were like, "We're gonna send it over to them to get a med- an update on Rey Mysterio." They both went, "I don't fucking know. He's fine." Maybe he died. Maybe he uh, yeah. didn't. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I have uh, written down, it says, recap a Big Show Mysterio match. They give us speculation, question mark? Because <laughs> the Taz literally says, anything. this is merely speculation. We are not doctors. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, like it's like, dude, you know what you could have done? You could have just not said it and like, 
we could have moved on. You know what I mean? They, cut, like, they fucking cut to them, though. They're like, we're going to send it over to fucking Michael Cole right and Taz to get an update. And they're both just like, can we talk about uh, how in this know. segment they show the They're like, recap. I thought our night was over. No, they <laughs> they do the recap. Shit, they're like, ah. They bust the recap. They bust the recap, and they show the Big Show situation, and then yeah. it cuts back, and Michael Cole is like fucking this close to Taz, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, yeah, mm-hmm. how'd you feel about that one? We don't have any update. Like it was fucking." <laughs> what did you think yeah. about that, Taz? <laughs> what kind of uh, is that head and shoulders that I smell? Oh well, he doesn't have hair. That. <laughs> Oh, Have you been using no. some of Matt Hardy's nut butter on your head? Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. So then we, we get another, oh, we get the shit. promo package of the Rock and Goldberg. And it yelling at each other. Up. It's over for me, and you've done nothing. I've done it all. You've done nothing. I've done it all. You've done nothing. <laughs> Goldberg, you're spear your ass. I've done nothing. You've done it all. Just, it's just, just sounds like Ned Flanders being like, nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Oh fuck! The promo video sucked for this match. Yeah, the promo videos. This is the Rock and Goldberg is where we're at. We're at our fucking main event of the evening. Introducing. Sorry, I'm not. (laughs) The the Rock cuts a promo with Lillian Garcia, and I don't have any of the words written out. But I am not kidding when I say it's probably my favorite Rock promo, and here's why: because it's so bad. It is. It's like Casey said earlier. It's like he wished it was taped. Because he wanted to start it over so many times. Two or three times. So he so, just keeps saying, hey. And that shit is awesome. <laughs> so he's, he's sitting so, there with Lillian Garcia. They start the yeah. promo. He, like, kind of starts to, like, stumble. But, like, it's a comp. It's almost like. It's a comp, like, yeah. And in my brain, I was like, it, it's almost like they wanted The Rock to seem like he was nervous. But what ended yeah. up just happening was that they were cutting a live fucking promo because three seconds later he's walking outside and he's like, he basically is just like, uh, uh, um, hey, hey, hey. And then like he even like says like something about a fucking cockatoo. And then he, he says, goes, oh, no, no, he goes no, no, it's no, the I first can, uh, animal I can think of. Like as if uh, anyone was it's like, what? So <laughs> bad. It's, they said, do you, you can, think Louis Garcia asked this man? And she says, a lot of people here tonight think that you're going to lose to Goldberg. And even though you've done a lot, yada, yada, yada. And he says, well, The Rock has done it all. The only thing The Rock hasn't done is make a white baby. Yeah. And he said, there's maybe a few, maybe a couple of people here who boo The Rock. And And they they want Goldberg. And he's like, yeah. And there's a few people that boo The Rock when The Rock said that. And then he says... And well, they think they think I'm going to lose to Goldberg. Well, you know what they could do? They can wipe a cockatoo's ass, ass with, with what, they, what think. they think. And he says, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> it's the only animal the Rock could think of." Okay. And then he says to he what he says the Rock has an all giggle panel, giggy panties, little <laughs> panties. Yeah, so it's just, like, he just like stumbles over his words the entire promo, which is like impressive, so given who this who was giving this promo. Yeah, and then to wrap it up, he says, <laughs> Goldberg, he says, you're Goldberg, not next. Or I'm not next. You're uh, next. next. You're next. You whisker biscuit, bald-headed bitch. Yes. And he that, also said something about three. He said, 
well, I'm sure Goldberg felt those chair shots to his chrome dome in this promo. It's just fucked up. Like, <laughs> what are you on yeah. about, right? It, it literally was like he Dude, wanted like. He's making fun of his fucking he makes fun of he's like trying awesome. to make fun of Goldberg's like ah face, but he's like Hur! about it and like I just like I feel like, like a couple times It just man. feels like he wa- he's like looking around for someone to be like, Okay, Kyle, let's start over again. But like they didn't, so he's like, I gotta keep fucking going, I guess. And then nah, when he looks around, I feel like there's people that are watching this promo that are just fucking dying of laughter. It's a, I think it's a combination of together. I think it's like people holding back laughter because they're trying to be like yeah. not fuck this up. And then other people are just like slack jawed, just like like what the fuck is like, happening? He right even now? stands there for like five, six seconds once they're done, and he just kind of like rocks and he looks around and he like smiles at this person. God's <laughs> yeah, it's just he's fucking so bizarre, good. man. He's like, he's like oh, the rock. that was great, and, and like, then he fucking leaves. Rock, and then he what just happened? Her, like, one chuckle on the lift of his belt. He's like, ha ha. <laughs> 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 well, time to hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's fucking awesome man i reference that promo all the time in my house like all the fucking time They're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> now we're on Perfect. to uh the main event which is the rock let's versus the whisker biscuit bald-headed bitch bitch yes let's Goldberg. get into this fucking match go ahead Cortland. oh where does one begin um it's important to know that looking at this with 2003 Four. eyes, right? With yes. 2003 so gonna, eyes, this yeah. is a dream match, right? You have, you have the you rock. Think about it. This is, here's the little things I have about this that make it important to me. You have the new rock entrance, this Hollywood entrance that makes it feel larger than life. Because really, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Because um, the rock needed Bam. that. Bam. This, this like of where the rock's going in his character. The entrance had to be different. It can't be like do you some that? Like it doesn't yeah, yeah, need yeah. to be that. It needs to be subtle and arrogant. It needs to be just the way that the rock is at this time. And the rock's walking out, just a fucking asshole. He's pointing at crowds, flicking that guy off, but he smiles and waves at this guy. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, fuck you. Hey. And then he smiles at the camera, shakes some baby's hand, like, fucking, uh, yes. And then he just, just talks shit the whole time. But then there's little things that are like uh, Goldberg's entrance. This is your first entrance for Goldberg in the WWE, ever. And this is the first time that I believe that King has ever called a Goldberg entrance where Goldberg looks the way that he looks, you know, fit to attire. And I knock on King all the time because fuck King. But I mean, the pyro going off, the smoke coming out, and you get that little noise from King, his little, like, huh, like the fear, scare shit that he does. That shit's awesome, man, because you've never heard it before. It's completely organic, because that's a terrifying motherfucker. Like, you're standing outside of your house, you got fucking fog machines going because of Halloween, Sorry, and sneeze. this motherfucker Bless walks you. up, I'm scared, you know? Yeah, um, no, it's it's a huge deal because this is this is his contract had finally expired. He's 
They finally convince yep. him to come back. You have him going against The Rock, who's undoubtedly like one of the biggest stars in WWEF, you know, at the time. So you finally have that. And then the fucking bell rings. And then everyone remembered. The yeah. cold dust. Well, the before, cold dust, goddammit. That Goldberg is the worst fucking wrestler ever. Well, uh, before it rings, I feel like Rock was trying to save us just a few more minutes before our childhoods were crushed. Because uh, the Rock just kind of walks around the ring for a while and he's like, you know, playing the chicken shit. He always terrified. He's standing on the steps just on the left side and there's a ref that's counting him in. And he's like, you got to get in here. And he's just like, I know, I know. I'll get there as soon as I can. Just give me one second. I'm coming. And it's just the little shit like that. It's fucking hilarious from The Rock. Um, the Rocky Chance convinced Rock to finally get in the ring. He's smiling. He finally gets a little bit of courage. And then they stop. The Goldberg Chance start. And The Rock's trying to shush the crowd up. Uh, finally, they do a little lap around the ring together. Going uh, eyes to eyes. The Rock rings the bell this time. And uh, signs for the bell, rather. And I, I like the little touches like that, where it's not the referee. It's it's on the wrestler to be like, all right, I'm ready. Fuck this. Let's do it. And uh, instead of just attacking him, he tells the dude to ring the bell himself. It's good shit. Um, they do a collar and elbow tie-up to start it off. And uh, obviously, the test of strength, Goldberg wins. Sends Rock into a corner. And uh, I got a good audible chuckle out of it. Because the Rock looks around and he says, "Oh, you've done it now," and that shit is awesome. <laughs> that shit is so funny. Uh, Rock tries to leave again, but lays Goldberg's throat on the top rope. But Goldberg lands a rock bottom on the Rock, and even the commentary sells it as a rock bottom. Um, Goldberg attempts a spear, but Rock sidesteps thankfully, and uh, Goldberg meets the steel ring post. Rock does his typical brain point and fucking hit in his head, which I just think is the funniest shit. And he does that, like, hooray leap. It's fucking yeah. awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, jumps in the air and slaps his own arms and shit. And I, it's fucking cool. Um, where was I at? Uh, Rock gets Goldberg in for a sharpshooter, but when Goldberg reaches the ropes, Rock shoves Earl Hebner into the corner and allows him to land a low blow on a down Goldberg. Not just a low blow, uh, he punches him in the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a like a full, full spread of the legs, fuck you, like, just fucking rocked him. Um, but uh, that's not the finish for us, of course, because, well, that wouldn't drop a grown man like Goldberg. Um, Goldberg surprises us all with a devastating spear while The Rock is setting up what we could only imagine is Spinebuster or The Rock Bottom. Um... The people are booing hard after the kickout of a spine buster and a rock, or sorry, people people's are. elbow from the rock. Um, there's a lot of people that are really bummed about uh, Goldberg being here. Um, before we go any further into finish of the match, how did y'all feel about Goldberg making his way to the WWE? The equivalent of diarrhea. Casey? Pull do you off. think that it had the potential of being cool? Okay. Or so do like, you think it was doomed from the start? So this is kind of my thoughts on it. Like I, from a 2003 stance and where everything had led up to this particular point, I understand <laughs> the big deal that is getting him to go there. Of course. 
my notes. My biggest complaint about this is Goldberg could never wrestle. And I don't think he's that entertaining to, on top of it. Yeah, well, I think that I agree. I think that WCW, one of the things that they actually did do good for a little while was that they protected Goldberg. Um, they just gave him people they, he would he would fucking spear, jackhammer, one, two, three. That's all it was. Yeah, they but gave what him the fuck a, else do you want him to do? They gave him a literal match with fucking William Regal. And William Regal was like, it is unquestionably one of the worst fucking matches I've ever had in my entire life. Yes. Yeah. It's because he awful, couldn't. But... It's almost like. At least with like Brock now, like anything from like 2012 on, like anything more post UFC, Brock could wrestle if he wanted to. He doesn't. So, like, him just suplexing people, it's tiring to watch, but, like, if at any fucking point he wanted to fucking just have a match, he could. He just doesn't want to. Goldberg can't. Mm -hmm. And that's always been my complaint, is that it's just, he's just this fucking circus show of just, like, I'm gonna do the same two things, and that's all mm -hmm. I can do. And it's almost like he never fucking tried. Like, you have The Rock who's doing all of this great shit in this match. You could have literally told The Rock, I want you to only do a punch, a kick, and the rock bottom. And he would still put on a barn burner of a fucking match with those three moves. Yeah. And Goldberg could never. Yeah, I think like, that... Uh, it's just so frustrating. Thing... <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing for Goldberg, right, is just being... Um just being protected you know there's a lot of wrestlers that we even see now that need to be protected way better than they're being you don't need to sign shine light on the shit you're not good at i don't want to see brock lesnar or goldberg do collar and elbow tie-ups or an up and over or i just want to see you suplex someone until their fucking neck breaks that's all i want i don't need you to do anything else and I don't want the constant sell of just forearms and these open hand punches that are ultimately just shit. I just need you to wrap up whoever it is and you slam them repeatedly. It doesn't make you look bad that you can pick up a 300-pound grown man and slap and slam him. Nothing about that makes you look that bad, you know? Um, well, I say that, but, you know, there's been there's some bad, bad, man. There's been some bad there's matches. Bad, um. I feel like Goldberg could have been protected. I feel like they did okay in this match with um, you not seeing all of Goldberg's weaknesses. However, we see them over time. I'm not saying that they're not there. I Don't think get me wrong. I, they're fucking there. I will say, but... because of how <laughs> The Rock has notoriously prepped for matches especially on pay-per-views i mm. feel like probably them kind of going through things helped a little bit but mm. like it's still just like he just can't fucking wrestle i just i yeah man and we're still watching him fucking wrestle every year now. i and yeah i'm gonna put air quotes around that word Till the day I fucking die when it comes to Goldberg. It's just, we're gonna watch him wrestle the whole fucking time. And he's still got another fucking match on his contract. In yeah. 2021. Well, before, uh, 
before Mike's heart rate goes up any higher, Mike, you want to make your uh, comments that you're about to? Just a few things. <laughs> In August of 2021, Matt Riddle did an interview um, with Sony Sports India. And he said, I saw Bill the other day before he challenged Bobby Lash. I was standing there and I was with Damian Priest at the time. And he says hi to everybody. Comes up to me and gives me a look. He was making this face, and then he goes, hey, congratulations, kid. And I was like, oh, man, Goldberg's kind of nice. So I give him a little handshake, and he went out and challenged Bobby. And then he was coming out through Gorilla again. And I was like, hey, Goldberg, good stuff. And as he gave me a fist bump, he says, I only need two moves. And so when we talk about Bill Goldberg needing yeah. more than two moves, that bald son of a bitch doesn't think he does. Um, the per Okay. So the problem is, is that this is 2021 Goldberg that's saying it because he's known for the last almost 30 years that that's all he's ever needed. But like we didn't try. Did, I was going to say, did we ever see a true attempt from Bill Goldberg I to maybe be a little bit better? I swear to God, I think the only time they ever literally gave a shot at it is when they forced him to have that match with with Regal in WCW in like 97 or some shit. I don't remember the year. But, like, I think they were just like, fuck it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, like, the problem is, is that, like, yeah, they had him go against, like, people like Hulk and, like, Kevin Nash and stuff then. But it's, like, ultimately, like, they were always just chicken shit heels. So it was, like, impressive to have them sell for the jackhammer. But then it's, like, you have someone that's, like, literally collectively one of the best entertainers in The Rock. And then it's, like, you're just making him look terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Rock did such a fucking good job slowing oh, yeah. this down and allowing anticipation to be built because Goldberg was running at 200 miles a minute. And when I wrote that, immediately after, Goldberg goes flying into the fucking turnbuckle <laughs> after missing a spear and just about decapitates himself. Yeah. He pulls the same, it's the same spot that he did with DDP where he literally almost breaks his fucking neck. Yeah, because the, the last time he did that spot, he literally hits his head against the ring post and, like, gets severely concussed. And that was in WCW, and I believe he was in the same boat as Lesnar, where it was, like, if his neck wasn't so fucking big, like, he would have died instantly. But, like, for some reason, like, their necks just, like, kind of kept everything together. But then, yeah, he just felt goes, like fucking pit bulls. But it's like, yeah, he goes straight in between the top Edge and the mid turnbuckle. Shoulders, you know? <laughs> They don't have a neck. It's just fucking... They look like a Sims character. I will say the funniest part, or at least the part that I audibly laughed a lot to, was the first spear that The Rock takes. In quotes. He's like, oh, God. He goes, ah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. Ah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All on camera. It's good shit. He, he is selling the fuck out of that spear, but he'll just be like, ah. Holy yeah, shit. <laughs> I've written down that Rock sells the first spear like he just got shot in the gut with a shotgun. Because, yeah. I mean, dude, he is selling the shit out of it. And it takes a solid minute for him to, like, get up. And he gets up the mm -hmm. best, dude. Just slow as shit. Gets his wits about him. Takes a deep breath. Looks at the crowd. Points at some guy like, I'm a fucking do me. And he, like, slaps his chest like, I'm the best. <laughs> he turns around and catches another one. Yeah. <laughs> immediately it was just good shit man and then uh we get a we get a jackhammer which uh we saw coming so uh, in total 
Rock takes three spears tonight that all look fucking awesome. Um, and then, uh, right, is it three spears? Right. I think it's, or is it two? it's, it's, I it's it was a, two at the it's end. It's a rock bottom, yeah. two spears, and Dude, a fucking yeah. jackhammer to put them away. True, true that. You're right, you're right. And then uh, we get that three count. Um, you know. And that was it. What'd you give it? What'd you give it, Mike? I want to hear um, The rock jawing with the audience was good shit throughout the entire match. Yeah. It just, again, added to him, like the the uncertainty of him himself right it was good shit yeah i went two and a half and i feel sick saying that i went two and a half every um, the two goes to the rock and then the half is just two just, and a quarter goes to the rock goldberg showed up real. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> goldberg was there and i guess he was on the, he was he was there on time yeah like he was on time is, yeah. Yeah. when the rock was getting up from the first spear what did Goldberg do? Sit in the corner for fucking two minutes waiting for him to get up to spear him again. It was horrible. Uh, nah, dude. That's fucking but it's, great. But that's the thing. It's like, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it just allowed The Rock to be The Rock and say the funniest yeah. fucking line of the match. Like, <laughs> being like, oh, so holy shit. fucking bad, dude. No, dude. It's fucking great. You have The Rock who is just about to leave you. You don't have many moments with him left. And he's just selling this fucking spear forever. Just trying to get up in the corner. And like I said, he's just being The Rock. He's He's talking to fans while he's selling the hardest move that he's ever been hit by, or that he's acting like, right? And so he's he just... sells his ass off for Bill Goldberg, who at this time was 37? Yeah. That's your guy that you're going to fucking put over? A 37-year-old with the fucking biggest star other than Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan out of your fucking company? But once That's again, the guy. I, but once again, even I'm going to jump in, it's you have you have literally one of the faces of WCW. I don't like him. I could oh. give a rat's ass about any match he's ever been in, but like it's Dallas. still one of the biggest fucking uh, biggest goddamn stars Dallas, from I WCW. Feel like I'm suffering having this conversation, Bill Goldberg. Well, here, bud. I'm sorry. To say, I, I'm not a Bill Goldberg fan. I'm not no. defending him. By any means. I'm just defending but the reason. Portland, you go three and a quarter here, don't you? You fucker. Fucking no. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck did I go? <laughs> the fuck did I go? No, I went two and a quarter. Okay. I just, I really enjoy The Rock, man. I really Same. enjoy The Rock here. He's just, it's, it's hard to, to say that shit for me because I'm not, I hate to be one of those rock marks, you know, but like, Looking back on the last 25 years that he's had in pro wrestling this so last good. week with Survivor Series anniversary and just the promo work, uh, the people, the stars that he's made, the things that he's done for himself. And like people say it all the time, but like the dude walked into the industry with $7. And look at him now. Just look at that man. That dude is the walking American dream. How can you hate him? And he's one of the best to ever do it. Potentially the best. I'm just one of those fucking dudes that gets tired of people calling one person the best forever. So I'm like, that's not the best, you know? But like, who the fuck am I? I'm just some random motherfucker in the middle of North Carolina. Do, do I know about wrestling, right? So, so we're coming still off of the heels of WrestleMania, where we all end up finding out that it's Stone Cold's last match ever. 
Yes. Do you think that if he wasn't being basically forced to retire, do you think this would have been Stone Cold versus Goldberg and not The Rock? I'm so fucking glad that it wasn't because that shit would have been way worse than this. I'm I'm just, I, I was like thinking about it right now. I'm just like, I'm like, that's probably the only reason why we never got that match was because we're only like a month, like what, a month later? A month shy, yeah. Uh, just a month shy of him retiring. So it's like, if we. just be two, they would just be two completely different matches. Yeah. You know, like the story would be completely different. There wouldn't be a chicken shit stone cold at this moment. This would be a motherfucker, you stole my gimmick. You know what I mean? We look the same. It would have been like every week one of them is attacking another. And, you know, not saying that I wouldn't enjoy that. I'm sure that I would until the bell ring. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to stop enjoying it. Um, I think that in this match, there are, Goldberg's first. There's no one that's going to put him over the way that Rock did. You know, you got literally the biggest, arguably one of the biggest movie stars in the world on his way to being that. And rather the age gap or not, he knew what he had to do, and he would have put over anybody, anyone at all. And Vince McMahon just said, I wanted to be him. And he said, okay. And he did that shit with a smile on his face. And that's why The Rock deserves the biggest fucking pat on the back, because it doesn't matter who it is. He knew he was leaving, and he knew the right way to do it was to always put over somebody, somebody else who was staying on your way in out. the company. Because there's no other way to do it, man. It's just, if not, you look like fucking Bret Hart and you're a fucking cocksucker, so. <laughs> yes, that's what we need. Um, Stone Cold versus Goldberg would have looked like two dads fighting at a softball game. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it would have looked like. Two suburban dads fighting at a softball game. It would have been, been like awesome. fucking two Hooters cooks just swinging at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You stole my fucking Newports, buddy! Like, they would have been fucking sweet. Said I wanted hundreds. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good. It would have been good shit. Waffle House at two in the morning. Hell yeah. Can I get a waffle place? God. They're just fucking swinging on each other. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casey, would you go on this? What? <laughs> It gets two and a half. Every, 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 every positive thing comes to the rock. And yeah, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm a, like, I'm a mark for the rock. Like, no, like, this was a dumpster fire and it was only enjoyable because you have, not only is it the rock, but you have the greatest version of the rock being a gigantic asshole. Like, (laughs) it's the best rock, dude. So yeah, Hollywood it, rock is the best rock. It yeah, it just was like rough to get through, and I like had higher hope because I did not remember this match, but then like uh, just throughout, I was like, this is such a disappointment. This match literally went off as I was getting on the podcast tonight. Like literally, it ended, and then I jumped on. I've been thinking about just festering, <laughs> sitting in my brain. <laughs> That's why. You, so you had the rocks promo in your brain as soon as you started to cut the intro, and that's why that's you fucked it. up. Yeah, yeah, just inspired. It just inspired me. I would still watch the rocks promo a hundred times over the fucking Corey Wilson, Stacy oh, Keebler eight you. segment bullshit. This Tragic. match gets two and a half. Don Marie's <laughs> versus Tori Wilson out of five. It was fucking. 
interesting. That's what I'll say. It's <sighs> interesting. I'm not even gonna say it was bad because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything like that's not main event material to me. I don't. No, know. no but I mean, was that six man tag one either? No, no, because I don't think Big Show and John Cena was either. Not being a dick to John Brock Cena. Lesnar, you mean? Uh, Brock Lesnar, sorry, sorry. We had Big Show commit murder, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was main event material. Uh, yes, <laughs> good shit, pal. 30 minutes and 20 seconds of just attempted murder. Just um, commits murder, shit. goes black. <laughs> um, Yeah, man, I just, I don't think that uh, this match, or not this match, this pay-per-view had, like, a lot of steam. Obviously, the opener is the best match. Um, So, and, what I did kind of start to see when I went back through because like, this was a joint pay-per-view, but we're doing a brand split. This is, I think, the last pay-per-view besides like the big four. Yeah. Before we actually start doing uh like we're gonna be skipping some pay-per-views from this year because they're SmackDown onlys. So yeah. like even that I think was part of a problem is that you just don't have enough going on. They always these always felt kind of sloppy when they did them. Cause like yeah, cause... they're not because at least with big fours, if you have both brands, you get like actual storytelling, and there's nine times out of ten the belts are on the line. So like, there's at least something exciting for all the matches, like the one or two offshoots that are just like random matches. But like, mm-hmm. ultimately, like this was just like a thrown together post Mania pay per view. Like, yeah, besides I mean- your opener, like everything else could have just like not existed, and that would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that this backlash just fell short for me. Like, I enjoy backlashes. I think that, like, it's a really cool concept. Um, call something backlash. It's literally the backlash of your WrestleMania, the pinnacle of, the, of your year. Um, and it's just, it just feels like this one fell a little short. Um, backlash isn't a pay-per-view that I would say is joint uh, brand uh, pay-per-view for me. Um, it normally isn't, but, going, but yeah. But like going forward after this, uh, some of this shit's gonna get rough. Forewarning, because Raw at this time is the Evolution show, so you're not gonna see a whole lot of uh, your Eddie's matches. You're not gonna see a lot of these tag team classics or Kurt Angle classics until we get to the Big Four. Um, and who's to fucking say we're gonna do Big Fours? Because fuck doing Survivor Series traditionals. You know how much that shit is to write down? I will. Oh my god. I will apologize. So, Judgment Day, our next episode. Oh, dude, I'm will, looking at this. Judgment Day will be the last card. one. But then what? Even, what's even weirder is that we end up having. So it's Judgment Day, and then we do Bad Blood. We do an right. Insurrection. This is Ooh. the year after the plane ride from hell. A week later is Bad Blood. And then Ooh, yeah. we skip Vengeance, we go into SummerSlam, and then Unforgiven, and then we start doing that, but we start doing the brand that brand split there. But, like, yeah. I, I will say, just because we just went off of Survivor, our current day Survivor Series, and we also are talking about The Rock and it being his anniversary, everyone trolling the internet community about The Rock not being at Survivor Series this year was the funniest shit. Fucking awesome. They were just the amount of memes that came out immediately about someone that has the most insane schedule. Like, no shit, he wasn't gonna be there. Like, he showed up. Yeah, that's true. 
I'm um, just saying, dude. I, I mean, not to take away from Impact, because, like, I, I watched Turning Point uh, this last weekend. I don't know if anyone else did. Turning Point's fucking was fucking awesome. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, fucking 100%. It was better than this year's Survivor Series, without a fucking doubt. Um, oh, man. What, oh, Mike? Oh, man. I just want to read you this fucking pay-per-view that we have to cover next week because this is fucked. And you'll understand the exact match I'm talking about. No big And you're all going to watch it and listen to it, and you're going to be so excited when it drops. Don't worry. Opening matches Chris Benoit, Rhino, and Spanky versus John Cena, Chuck Palumbo, and John Stamboli, the FBI, with Nunzio. That's fine. Hell yeah. After this one, you motherfuckers, you ready for it? La Resistance, Rene Dupree, and Sylvain Grenier versus... Scott Steiner and Test with Stacy fucking Keebler. I want to die. I just want to die. Um, then we have a WWE tag team. I don't. I'm not looking at the the. I'm literally just looking at the card. I'm not looking at the okay. uh, results. Yeah, WWE yeah. tag team ladder match or tag team title ladder. team angle. Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin defending against Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri. Oh, yeah. The Sick Intercontinental. Match. Uh, title Battle Royale, which was uh, a vacant title, which was Lance Storm versus Kane versus Val Venus versus T versus Chris Jericho, Christian, Rob Van Dam, Goldust, and Test. Test is on here twice? Yeah. Then we had Roddy Piper with Sean O'Hare and Vince McMahon versus oh, God. I'm versus sorry. Mr. America with Zach Gowan. This is the fucking time period you fuckers chose. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do to ourselves? Then we get a then we get a world heavyweight title match Triple H defending against Kevin Nash, a world women's title match. Wait, if it, match. I, if I if I don't I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think it's actually either like a no disqualification match or some kind of match for the Triple H one. So like, it doesn't torn say anything quads, about the world heavyweight title. It so, might be um, I don't know torn quads blood. That's all I want. Um, I think we that match a, is a no DQ or it ends in a DQ and the one after it. Yeah, whatever. Spoilers, way, we'll whatever. Uh, we get a women's title fatal four-way match. Jazz defending. Uh, she has Theodore Long in her corner defending against Jacqueline, Trish Stratus, and Victoria with Steven Richards. And then our main event is a stretcher match for the WWE Heavyweight title. Brock Lesnar defending against The Big Show. Oh, God. From Charlotte, North Carolina. A fucking course. North Carolina. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Fellas, anything else y'all want to say before I get us the hell out of here? Mr. America. Uh, I can't Mr. Even America. Mr. America, dude. I can't wait to... <laughs> oh, Pat's back next week, too. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be hell. <laughs> oh, man. This is gonna be bad news, babes. Good oh, Lord. Lord. <clears throat> yeah, well, I believe that does it. Oh, for this edition of the Up and Over podcast, we, uh, uh what? I wasn't sure if you were busting it. You want me to bust it. That's all. Go ahead, Buck. I'm here. I believe this is the the wrap up here for the Up and Over podcast. And uh, <clears throat> this, uh, this, this episode has not been the greatest when it comes to the event. The content. But, <laughs> but uh, we're glad that you're all here. Uh, please spread the word. Hopefully soon we can what I this fucking episode sucked ass, and next week's not on any better pace. Content-wise. is not Quality, on any... We, we deliver. Any oh, better... Yeah, deliver, no, 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 for sure. I... You listen for one fucking... That's because we whoop ass. But these fucking pay-per-views are so bad. 
They're so bad. You whisker. And they're only going to get worse. Yeah, you whisker biscuit, bald headed bitch. It's good shit. (laughs) All right. For real. That's uh, that's it for this edition of the Up and Over podcast. We thank you all for being here. Please spread the word. We do not have advertisements just yet. We're just on the verge. Um, If we can just reach this percentage that we are just so, oh, so close to, um, I can get better life. And uh, Michael won't have to yell at me for 30 minutes before we press go. That's true. And uh, it would mean the world to us. Um, Follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple and all those good iTunes things. And uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. And uh, we appreciate you all for being here. My name is Cortland Glenn. That is Big Money Mike and the ever-sweet moving to sad-ass Kansas uh, (laughs) Casey. El Gordo. We thank you all for being here. And uh, fuck Michael Cole. Fuck Michael Cole. (laughs) Yes! (laughs)